A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan, and today we're going to talk about Ebola. By now, you're probably either sick of hearing about Ebola or terrified to leave your house. While it's true that Ebola is a pretty horrible disease, you might be surprised to know just how much misinformation there is out in the media about the current outbreak. But first, this podcast is brought to you by Betterment. Want to save more? Invest for the future but don't have time to be a full-on investor? Betterment.com helps you build a customized, low-cost portfolio that suits your goals. Thanks to their sophisticated software, Betterment delivers bigger gains than you'd get on your own by automatically rebalancing and trading, and their fees are the lowest in the industry. By doing less, you get more for your money. Betterment, where life gets better. You can learn more at quickanddirtytips.com offers, where you can sign up to receive a $25 bonus when you make a deposit of $250 or more. One of the big areas of confusion about Ebola is whether or not it can be spread by airborne transmission. Now, one reason for this confusion is that not everyone means the same thing when they say airborne transmission. To many epidemiologists, that's people that study diseases and how they get spread around, airborne transmission means that a pathogen can survive for long periods of time in the air. For example, the flu virus can float around in the air for two days or longer. If you get the flu and go sneeze into the closet, and then your friend goes into that closet the next day, there's a chance he could get the flu. In contrast, some people refer to airborne transmission as meaning you can get sick if a sick person sneezes on you directly. Many media websites are spreading the report that some people are suspicious that Ebola could be spread by airborne transmission. But what kind of airborne are they talking about, and is it really true? Well, if you read the Ebola and airborne transmission studies that are mentioned in the news, which I'm willing to bet most news writers haven't actually done, Nearly every study cited that discusses the possibility of airborne transmission points to a study done in 1995 on some monkeys. In that study, there were some monkeys that had Ebola sitting in cages on one side of the room, and some monkeys that didn't have Ebola sitting in cages on the other side of the room. At a certain point in the study, the scientists noticed that two of the Ebola-free monkeys had somehow caught Ebola. Now, before you go out and buy a gas mask, Pay attention to the discussion section of the paper, in which the scientists state that the monkeys were most likely infected by eating the, quote, secretions or excretions of the infected monkeys or rubbing them into their eyes. Nowhere do they state that this infection occurred by simply breathing the same air as the sick monkeys. A more recent study that is sometimes pointed to, but again not actually read by the news media, shows that there is a suspicion that the virus was transmitted by airborne particles. However, the authors of the study are quick to point out that this wasn't because they had any actual proof of that fact, but simply because out of the 315 cases they looked at, 12 of the people couldn't figure out where they might have been exposed. The study goes on to say that there have never, ever, 
been any reports of airborne transmission of Ebola in humans, and that the only evidence ever of airborne transmission of Ebola is between some monkeys in a laboratory. And they then cite that single study that I mentioned earlier. So yes, if someone with Ebola sneezes on you or throws their excretions into your eye, there is a chance you'll get Ebola. If someone with Ebola in the sporting goods aisle of Walmart sneezes on a basketball and you're over in hardware, there's zero chance you'll catch Ebola. Unless you run over, grab the basketball, and rub it into your eye, which you probably shouldn't do even if the sneezer didn't have Ebola. Now, as I mentioned, the influenza virus can survive for two days or longer floating around in the air. Some media outlets are reporting that Ebola can survive for several days outside of a host. Most of these supposed facts come from places like the MSDS Pathogen Safety Data Sheet for Ebola. If you read that document, you'll see that it says, quote, Survival outside host. The virus can survive in liquid or dried material for a number of days. Parenthesis 23. But that little number 23 at the end of the quote doesn't mean that Ebola can survive for 23 days. Instead, it refers to footnote number 23, which points to a study where this information supposedly came from. But once again, if you read the actual study, you'll find that all it says about the virus is that it can exist in dead ape carcasses for several days. Every other website that has figures for survivability outside of the host just copies that same exact text. I'm not aware of any studies showing that Ebola can survive for any significant time outside of a host. Another thing to keep in mind are the statistics of Ebola. Even in Africa, Ebola is hardly the biggest threat to human health. Last year, 130,000 people died from measles, another 60,000 from tetanus, 750,000 from dysentery, and a staggering 1.17 million from malaria. The CDC reports that every year 250 to 500,000 people die from the flu. Meanwhile, Ebola, at the time of this recording, has resulted in less than 1,000 deaths so far all year. Now, all pathogen-related death is tragic, but you're much more likely to die from the flu, dysentery, or measles than you are from Ebola. So before you head off to your underground Ebola shelter, think about stopping by the drugstore to pick up a flu shot. So, if that's all true, what makes Ebola so scary? Well, aside from the fact that it has some pretty horrific symptoms and a relatively high mortality rate, one of the main things that makes Ebola dangerous is that we don't know where its natural reservoir is. The natural reservoir of a pathogen is where it lives when it's not infecting humans. For example, we know that malaria inhabits but doesn't kill mosquitoes. It can live inside them for a long time and then spread to humans through mosquito bites. Rabies lives inside bats, foxes, raccoons, and skunks when it isn't causing us trouble. Cholera lives quite happily in plankton and shellfish, doing neither creature any harm. But nobody's sure where Ebola lives when it isn't infecting humans. Fruit bats and certain types of monkeys are a couple of likely sources. Another less likely source is a certain type of crab that gets eaten by a certain type of monkey. The reason malaria isn't an issue in the U.S. is because we know the natural reservoir, mosquitoes, and for a long time have taken measures to counteract that, with window screens, treating standing water, etc. But since we don't understand where Ebola comes from, we don't know what to do to prevent Ebola outbreaks. Once again, I'd like to thank our advertiser, Betterment.com. Want to save more, invest for the future, but don't have time to be a full-on investor? Betterment.com helps you build a customized, well-diversified portfolio of low-cost funds that you can tailor to your goals. 
Thanks to their sophisticated software, Betterment delivers bigger gains than you're likely to get on your own by automating your savings as well as rebalancing your portfolio and reinvesting dividends. Even better, their fees are the lowest in the industry, and their highly trained customer support team is based in New York, so they can answer your questions anytime. Betterment is a high-quality, efficient investing option that's safe, smart, and saves you time and energy. Betterment, where life gets better. Learn more at quickanddirtytips.com slash offers, where you can sign up to receive a $25 bonus, where you make a deposit of $250 or more. That's all the time we have for Ebola. If you liked today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook, or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash qdteinstein. If you have a question you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Till next time, I'm your host, Lee Valen, with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. Betterment LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered by Betterment Securities, an SEC-registered broker-dealer, member FINRA, SPC investments are not FDIC-insured, no bank guarantee, may lose value. Investing in securities involves risks, and there is always potential losing money when you invest in securities. Before investing, consider your investment, objectives, and Betterment's charges and expenses, as well as the welfare of your pets and neighbors. Not an offer, solicitation of an offer, or advice to buy or sell securities in jurisdictions where Betterment and Betterment Securities are not registered. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.